Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is my partner in crime. It is Joshua Gangsta Time. Cool. Called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, man? Hello, friend. How are you feeling? Mr. Blue Beetle on the shirt. I'm feeling great. And uh, it's a dope shirt. Yeah. I brought the dope. Brian with his top knot. Hell yeah. Speaking of Looking fly too. It is uh, Edgelord. 64 ounces. Big news, Brian. What's up, boyos? Hello, friend. Uh, Lucas is also... (laughs) Six foe. (laughs) <laughs> Lucas is also joining us. He is down there sleeping. Our dog, Lucas. Uh, you you won't be able to see him very clearly, but he's down there. Just know there's a cute doggo down there. Uh, very excited. This is our 99th episode, you guys. Next week, we'll be hitting 100, so I am in very high spirits today. So excited. Um, but uh, we, we still got a great show for our no- number 99. <laughs> Let's get into plugs really fast. Before we get into it, uh, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven on Instagram as well. Oh yeah, Brian. You can find me at b b dot esp on both Instagram what? and Twitter. You sure? <laughs> Wait, do you want to think about that, buddy? You want to try it again? Uh, uh, you can find me also on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, I stream whenever um, whenever a star explodes and it reaches like the Earth's atmosphere. That's when you'll be able to catch me streaming. Yeah, just I guess follow Brian on Twitter and then then that's where he'll tell you he's streaming like he should be. You got to learn to promote, bro. You got to be more like energetic about it. You got to be like, I'm streaming. I'm playing Valorant or I'm, I'm playing tactical RPGs. <laughs> Watch me. Watch yeah, me wa- dominate the competition. For real. Come on, bro. Watch me be beat a diamond rank team or whatever the lingo is. Sure, bud. But sure. Uh, yeah, follow him That's on that. Uh, follow his stream. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter because we do a uh, a weekly audience really good chapter of the week poll. Uh, I don't. Ha- the results are supposed to be actually like due tomorrow. We're doing an early show, so like there's still a day left at the poll. Uh, I'm gonna announce the front runner, I guess. <laughs> but the poll will be open until tomorrow, so you can change your destiny this week still if you hear this podcast in time and are able to get there so follow us on twitter poll goes up every sunday after the chapters are released on the official viz website uh that's how we do it here uh and follow our theme song guy drum foo at drum underscore foo very talented individual you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about uh yeah or a comment below on the video you're watching speaking of the video you're watching if you want to listen to this as a podcast we're on spotify google podcast apple uh apple podcasts uh itunes wherever you listen to podcasts pandora amazon music we're on all of those platforms so check out the link below in your description and find us there also if you're listening audio and you want to see us in person and you want to see what we do 
visually, you can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would be super sweet. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, all of that jazz. Uh, so, yeah, all that stuff. And without further ado, let's get into the podcast. It is time to randomize. Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck Chapter 52 to you from me. Um, last we left off, uh, Unknown sacrificed his one of his lives <laughs> to, to bring victory to our heroes. And uh, we're opening up with color pages because this is the first year anniversary of Undead Unluck. It has, I guess. What? Been, yeah. This has been running for it a, a whole year ago. 52 Damn. weeks. This is chapter 52. So I think without break, well, it, you know, excluding the holidays or whatever, I don't think Undead Unluck has really ever taken a break. So it's been running for a consecu- 52 consecutive weeks. This is its one year anniversary. I'm very happy for it. Uh, a lot. It feels like a ton has happened in just a year of this series' serialization, but you know, it's it's good to it's good to be here. Um, we start off with basically the story that we've been following this entire time, uh, as the uh, as the protagonists basically fight this new uh, modded up autumn. Uh, we get like the backstory of a no that we were already told. Kind of, I, I think it's like a little redundant. I'm like, why do we flashback if we're going to get all this? But you know what? It's pretty cool to see like the action happening in uh, the time. It also confirms that uh, Ano did create a version of himself. Like the no, the unknown that we know is, uh, you know, just a drawing used by the G, G pen artifact that made him uh, come back, come to life. So, you know, unknown is still out there and not dead not dead so i i wish i i wish i had a backwards version of the mario death sound effect because i think i gave it to him last week but uh i guess since i don't have that he could get that cool all right um <laughs> uh, so yeah it's basically explaining everything that's happened up to this point and it ends at uh as uh, andy and rip use their ultimate techniques on autumn and um they finally, you know, things are getting pretty easy for easier for them to go for it. Uh, they keep blasting this thing apart, but it, you know, it's it's to no avail. Uh, Andy uses like that technique he learns from unknown up top, uh, the volcano unluck bullet, where he I guess puts a super amount of pressure on his uh, finger before blasting it off, like like he usually does, and. Uh, yeah, he he sends it flying. A fucking face comes up from the middle and bites down on it, like catches it with its teeth, and is like, "What a finger!" And uh, <laughs> it's been dirty. Yeah, ew. <laughs> put, his, put his finger in his mouth. Gross. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, "Who cares? I it's just a finger. I caught it. <laughs> you lose." But unfortunately for uh, for Autumn. Uh, the finger was has had like I guess prolonged contact with Fuko and is in store for a stroke of unluck. And at that moment, that's when um, Latla just blasts through and grabs this head from the center of the body. Uh, I guess killing Autumn in its in its wake. 
so yeah, they won. That's it. Uh, as Andy lands to the ground, he uh, puts it, puts his fist out for to a vig- visage of uh, Ano, and he's like, "We won. We did it." And the chapter ends in a two-page spread where everybody's like, "Yeah!" Around, I guess, like where Unknown is supposed to be right there as he's fist bumping Andy, and yeah, his ultimate dream and goal has been accomplished. So good for them. Good for Unknown. Uh, and that's Unrepair pretty- doesn't look too happy. Unrepair's like, hmm. I didn't. I didn't work with you. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't on your, your team. We had a similar enemy. Um, I didn't make no promises. Yeah. Um, it was a cool chapter. Um, like I said, I think like the whole retelling of Unknown's uh, origin is a little redundant because yeah. we spent the last five chapters learning about Unknown and then just for them to break it yeah. down in one chapter. It was like, you might Again, as well. Yeah, you should have just done this. Why didn't you just do that? Like don't like my my attention span isn't that short. It's I, I remember it's you know yeah. It's not it's not like months ago or something like that. For real, like with One Piece, when you got to go back and do research. <laughs> yeah, you got to read multiple textbooks. Because like it's history. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I really did like this chapter. I'm I'm happy that it made its first year. Uh, it's it's a good series. It's very fun, enjoyable, like big goofy action. Uh, and the color pages were very nice. Uh, yeah. Whenever they come, I'm on, glad you guys voted for it for us to read it. It's been a pleasant experience so far. Faux show. Yeah, nice, nice read. But to think we could have been reading Ghost Reaper Girl, <laughs> if only, or something else, or some. Uh, we could have been reading. We could have been reading. I mean, there's some cool series that we had on there. We had Build Sakamoto No King. King. We didn't have Bill King. Number Eight. Oh yeah, we did have Kaiju number eight on the on the poll. We had Sakamoto Days. We could have had that. Kaiju X eight. <laughs> Kaiju X eight. Yeah, I'm just choping them all out. Mm. Well, in any case, we're happy that we have it, and uh, it it was a it was a fun chapter overall. Um, that's all I got to say, though. You guys are ready to move onward? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> All right, Brian. What do you got? What do you have to say about Undead Unluck, Brian? Undead Unluck is unlucky. And the pages look really nice. <laughs> All right, it's time to randomize. Cross. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. Bloody no cross. Foggers. Foggers. Oh yeah. Wait. What do we? Wait. What? Jujutsu Kaisen. We're doing the American oh, comics in the middle since we only have Xbox, but oh, okay. We are starting cool. with cool, cool, cool. Jujutsu Kaisen chapter one hundred and thirty-nine, Hunter. Oh man, I believe that this is my really good chapter. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yuji's kind of fucked up. He opens the chapter by making fun of Toto <laughs> since he can't clap. Yo, you're right. That's mean. <laughs> kind of fucked up. He's like, wow. I'm doing what you used to do, Toto. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, I can do this now. <laughs> we open up to some uh, random bridge, I guess, in Shibuya. He's still there, right? So, 
Yeah, it looks like. It's like a ghost town, and he's just his on his own on this bridge. He's just clapping his hands, and we're like, what the hell's going on here, Yuji? What are you doing? And uh, on the final clap, that's when uh, a pair of giant curses just burst up from the water. Uh, and Itadori is like, oh, here's some. And then he just starts sprinting. Uh, and Paul's ass. Yeah, and it kind of like allows more curses to like find him and catch up and he's starting to lure a ton of them uh down through this tunnel and uh that's exactly where choso's waiting and uh choso uses his piercing blood to just snipe all of them at the same time uh pretty sick and uh but one Dude, survive- is- oh, wait what why is choso actually such a cool character <laughs> <laughs> loki kind of cool uh, <laughs> Uh, he didn't get all of them though. One just pops out. Kind of looks like a flying squirrel of some sort. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, but you know, Chosa's not worried. He's got Itadori there because he just comes in and smacks the shit out of this fucking flying squirrel to curse. Um. And uh, at that point, he's like not even vexed. He's just like easy work. His like fist is smoking and everything. Uh. I see usually he's like keeping his scars. He's got like the scar across his face and the one on his lip. Uh, it's pretty cool. Well, his body hasn't healed it at least. Yeah. You think mm-hmm. they'll stick around? I, I think the one on the forehead is kind of cool. The mouth one is a little. Yeah. It's, mm, looks it's, like cracky. <laughs> cracky? <laughs> yeah. The cracky scar? I don't know. Yeah. Like a cracker, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jujutsu, Jujutsu crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's hope these don't stick though. Yeah. Choso's just sitting there in awe at what he just witnessed. He's like, damn. This kid's just getting stronger and stronger. He he I was impressed when he we fought first, but then he added finesse. And uh now he's <laughs> finesse. <laughs> finesse. And uh he's got fluid curse fluid control of cursed energy along with unreal physical strength he is now a demon god and i'm like let's go yuji he jumped from like i from my in my expectations not Itadori. i'm talking about this this blood dude right mm-hmm. Choso. yeah Choso, he, i thought he was gonna be like he's going to be strong or something like that this nigga went straight to he is a god he is already a god holy shit brother yeah like, for real <laughs> Come Holy on. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> like, like, damn, maybe he hasn't been around long enough and this is like super impressive. He's he's gonna find out who else is a god, I guess. Yeah. But um But yeah, he's basically he he walks up to him and he says, uh, impressive as ever, little brother. And Ichidori's like, Why are you're still calling me that? And uh, this is this is an interesting thing because he starts saying that um, I'll call, I'll mm. keep calling you that over and over. Try to recollect. After all, your father had stitches on his forehead, didn't he? Ooh, that's interesting because that means like he's implying that uh, the the curse that is like body snatching and now is in ghetto is also his dad at some point. Uh, mm. Very fascinating. <laughs> um, but wouldn't wouldn't he have like wouldn't have ghetto quote-unquote ghetto i've had said something about that before or what do you mean oh, that like wouldn't it wouldn't he have mentioned that to itadori been like oh yeah what's up 
dude, you're my little fucking, you're my little seed. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe he's no. Playing. I don't think that's. I don't. I. Oh, that was his grandfather that died in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Your father had stitches on his forehead because Ghetto has it, and the and Choso's father had it. Remember? Oh. Yeah. Remember when they oh, were flashing back he, and they said that Ghetto's curse had many names and uh, and they showed that old yes. man with the scar across his head? That's like kind of his calling card, essentially. That that's how yeah. you know he's in the area. Is that he, whoever whoever's body yeah, he's possessing yeah. has he those he scars? They brain. Yeah, he went to the head, weirdo. Oh, and he had and he had did that to his dad or something like I mean, that. I guess this makes sense then, oh. like because Yuji does have like inhuman physical natural physical strength you know like this isn't he had this this like heightened strength and agility and all that shit before he even became a sword uh jutsu sorcerer mm-hmm. so yeah it would make sense that he's part he's partially a curse and that's why he can control uh what's his name sakuna to an extent so you know um speaking of uh you know trying to trace family lineages i want to pause real quick to to making a, a correction from last week, I got to eat some crow. Uh, Josh called me on a Sunday specifically to point out <laughs> to point out that I was wrong about a certain thing, and he was right. He was absolutely correct. Um, I got something mixed up when we last covered Jujutsu Kaisen when it came to uh, Fushigoro's dad. Uh, I said that uh, he married into the Zenon family when it's kind of like the other way around, where he married into. Uh, his wife's family, his last name is Fushigoro. He took their name. And that's why I kind of got mixed up. Uh, I just mixed up the names. But he is a Zenin, and that would make uh, Fushigoro kind of eligible for uh, the family name in any way, in any case. But my bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what else? It's all good. I, there was a lot of stuff I needed help understanding. That was for, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad I remembered that at least. For real. But uh, anyway, anyways, case. pulls up super cash, right? Oh yeah, uh, they don't even get to finish their conversation about uh, Itadori's dad because guess who pops up? But uh, thirsty McRich boy, he pulls up and he's like, "I don't see Megumi here." Uh, and hmm. yeah, he just I sees like this guy's character design. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. he's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, this outfit's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, he's looking down on them, and these guys don't even know. <laughs> like Itadori's like, "Who is that?" Is he talking about Fushigoro? Uh, and uh, what's his, this dude's name? Naoya. Naoya. He's, he looks down. He's like, what are you two doing? You totally stand out. Don't you want to run? And um, he kind of reveals to them that uh, Itadori's death sentence is back on since Gojo is gone. So, yeah. Itadori's like, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, Naoya makes it clear. as like, my business is with, with Megumi, so I don't really care if you live or die. But... I can't have you just walking around here. So I'm just going to start by breaking your legs. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, calm. Uh, Itadori is like, what do you want with Fushigoro? And, my friend. My friend. And now he's like, I think I'll have him die. But, you know, it'd be helpful if you wrote a little something first. Because I guess he needs to, he needs Megumi to name him the head when he kills him, you know? Uh, old, uh, old, old timey murder style. Uh, so, you know, the battle just starts immediately because he seemingly teleports down right behind them and starts 
beating them up. Not like the the fight doesn't get too far, but he's displaying himself as a, someone on a higher league than anything they've ever faced so far because he seems to be able to teleport without clapping um, and switching places with things. So, yeah. Um, after that, he's like, wow, you guys are tougher than I thought. Hmm. Shall I try upping my speed? And I guess this guy is basically the Flash. He's just so fucking fast. Uh, and at that point, that's when like there's this tense like energy in the air. All three of them feel that shit. And uh, you already know who it is. They all turn around after each door is like, wait, what? Gojo sensei? No, something creepier. He looks up and guess who it is? It is fucking uh, Okotsu. It's called partner, but it should be called gangster time. He's just Dude, a- this guy is such a beast. I We don't know that much about him. And he's still like. One of my favorite characters already. He's up there. Like, yeah, he went from being a frail ass boy to just this complete Chad overnight. What? Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking Chad. I, I mean, I'm not mad. I love it. You know, hey, not yeah. all tropes are bad, right? <laughs> no, yeah. He pulled up. He's like, oh, you're not alone. Much as I told you guys, it's going to be a four way battle. We'll see. You thought that Megumi is gonna maybe Megumi will still pull up. I don't know. What's his status? Is he around? Is he awake? Oh, is he hi Lucas? I have no alive? idea. Uh, well, we gotta find out. I I don't remember because I we don't know. Yeah, it hasn't been. We haven't seen him since like the end of Shibuya arc, so I have no idea. But in any case, I'm very excited for next chapter. This is my RGC. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is actually ending up to be one of my favorite series to read week to week. Um, I look forward to it more and more the the way it goes, and I'm glad it's getting the popularity it deserves via the anime and you know with HBO Max having it on. So I'm so happy that it con- uh, and I hope that continues the quality. Uh, you guys any- have anything to say to to close out? No um, man, this was this is a this is a lit ass chapter. Um, this is a nice little follow up to the calm after the 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 ending of the uh that Shibuya going into this and he he did not you know he, he didn't chill he was like nah we we're we gonna spice it up so i'm i don't know i love it. it my second favorite comic of the week yeah it's not my number one but it was um close. so does this mean he had like they're not gonna take him to like an official place to execute him they're just gonna kill him right in shibuya yeah or no, that's I- at least Naoya oh, said yeah, that's it he said i'm gonna slaughter you on the street exactly Naoya said it's on site basically and, yeah <laughs> and so did okotsu to be fair like i think like the yeah. jujutsu old men are like bring him here so we can execute but they're like it's on site both of them um so yeah if he doesn't willingly come along <laughs> he's gonna die and then the, the zenning dude he's out for blood period yeah he's just ang- he's got that privilege anger so he's not yeah. really he's not really like holding back for anything but yeah, I mean, that was Jujutsu Kaisen. Great chapter. If you're not reading Jujutsu Kaisen right now and you're a Shonen fan, you're missing out. It's very yeah, fun. You're a whole asshole. <laughs> yeah. You're not reading this. Yeah, how does how it feel that? to be an idiot if you're not reading Jujutsu Kaisen, man? You're under a rock. It sucks. Uh, but, yeah, let's move on. It is time to randomize. Son of the bitch! Boruto. Oh yeah, baby! 
Is this your RGC, Brian? That was very exciting. It's, it's, oh. this was, I mean, it's hard to get any reaction out of you from anything that's not my hero. So, You know what? This is my RGC. Yo. Fuck it. This is my RGC. Certified RGC. This is my RGC. RGC. How super RGC. not your RGC. <laughs> Before we start, it is very rare for Boruto to subvert expectations at a re- in a really good way. This mo- this chapter was really good. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get into it, I guess. This is Boruto, chapter 55, Legacy. Uh, the color page is uh, code, who we'll learn more about later. Um, but yeah, we open up in Naruto's mindscape thing where he usually talks to Kurama. Uh, he wakes up and he turns around and Kurama's there just like, over here, somehow you woke up looking the opposite way that i wanted you to be so turn around (laughs) i can't bother to get up (laughs) i am (laughs) i'm not in good shape right now so please turn around for me um so basically he explains that he came to say farewell uh and naruto's like damn i guess we're gonna die huh and kurama's like nah just me and uh yeah, he explains that the Baryon mode's price is his life. And Naruto's like, wait, what? No. And, and my favorite part is Kurama says, like, just so you know, I never once lied to you. At no time did I ever say you would die. And I'm thinking about it. Like, is that true? He didn't. Yeah. He, he never said. He said that there would be a sacrifice, but he didn't. I don't think he said that it was both of them that would die. I mean, I'm not questioning it that hard, but I'm like, whoa. Then I feel like a fool because the whole time I'm like, oh, man, Naruto, this is the end of Naruto. Uh, but apparently not as. Um, yeah, Naruto's like, you just fucking lied to me. And uh, Karama's like, yeah, I just told you that because if I said that I would die, you would he- you would hesitate because you're soft. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and Naruto's like, man, my friend. Um and Kurama says his last words as he starts to like float in the air. He says, I guess this is it. I've got to go, but be real careful. You're not going to have superhuman strength anymore. So if you overdo it, you're going to die, boy. <laughs> so, but until that day comes, you'll be well, Naruto, as he floats off and turns into smoke. And um, Naruto extends his hand out. He's like, no, but uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, don't. Don't Biju like resurrect though. No, they're not Digimon. Is that their thing? <laughs> no, they're not Digimon. Oh, no, I didn't even know they could die. Honestly. No, because like if uh, I guess it only applies for if the Jinchuriki dies. Them like whoever's carrying the the tailed beast. If they die, then the beast will reject like resurrect. But I this is didn't know that. Yeah, there was there was something about that. I think I'm not sure. I I'd have to look into it a little bit more, but I doubt this is something that Kurama is gonna come back from. Yeah, no, he's flying away, turning into smoke. He's done. But this, so so this is basically the final blow for the for the old generation, essentially. Like like Sasuke lost his Renengan. Naruto doesn't have a Jinchur. He doesn't have a Biju anymore. Like. All it's all up to the next gen. Yeah, all the yeah, other it's, characters. It's basically all up to so the next gen G-G-G to, to carry. It's all about Boruto. Yeah. To carry the torch. And sarada. And sarada. 
Also, that, what is it with Hokage and being nerfed? You know what I mean? Like, Kakashi had double Sharingan, and they're like, you know what? No. You're gonna be a basic bitch-ass Hokage. See you later. Yeah, Naruto. Know. Naruto becomes Hokage. You know what? You're gonna lose your Biju. No, no big deal. Have a good one. Third, third Hokage knows every jutsu ever. No, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> you're just old. Sorry. Sorry, dude. You're old, and we also forced you out of retirement because the last guy died. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> You're old. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, they. I guess they had to do this. If they really wanted to push that, this is like, why isn't this series about Naruto? It's like, well, he doesn't have his fox anymore, so by default, he'll be less interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, my interest in him is waning as the moments pass. <laughs> Honestly. But, like... you know, as... Uh, as Naruto's reaching out for the smoke, a pair of hands grab him and he wakes up back into consciousness and he sees Boruto and he puts on a face that says, oh, it's just you. It's not my friend, oh. the Bijou. Mm. <laughs> just this fucking cheating ass rat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's this spoiled asshole. Uh, <laughs> and, Where did I go wrong? Kurama. Uh, what is even going on with your hair, my guy? I don't even Dude, understand. By the way, this art is like it just keeps getting better and better, dude. Like this looks just like Kishimoto's art. Almost. It's close. It's not just like it. But um I don't know, Boruto's expression there close. looks very similar to Kishimoto's art. Yeah, sure. Uh but in any case, yeah, Bor- Naruto's back. Uh Kawaki just falls back, you know, after carrying this team and uh yeah, everything is all good. Uh, he, ex- I guess, he explained off screen that like Karama sacrificed his life, so you know, yeah. Uh, as their conversation goes, Kawaki's like, "Hey, can we actually just go home first? <laughs> can we talk about this when we get back to the village? Because we're stranded in this weird timeline thing, alternate universe garbage." So, yeah, they realize their only way out is basically Boruto, and it's so funny because Sasuke is like. Well, yeah, I can't use my Renin gun anymore, and that's when Boruto immediately flashes back to the fact that he stabbed his eyeball. Um, Yo, I couldn't believe it when I seen this. This was honestly like a huge blow to me. Like, yeah, both Naruto and Sasuke, the greatest ninja to ever live, right now, are both no longer <laughs> what they were before well, this. I think Sasuke still has at least one Sharingan, which he has, already know. If he, he has the Sharingan, but one, that's that's not the same level as the Rangan. He can do be anything here. with that. No, yeah, I mean, I'm with Josh. I think like one Sharingan is enough to ner- to solo dolo the entire Naruto verse. Nah, dude, and he Goku was using the Renengan all the time. The Renengan was his power, like his true, like OP power. Like, <laughs> why can't he get a Renengan in nah, his nah. other eye? Is that something I'm missing too? That's true. No, that's a six pass thing. Why can't he come to the to to the sage again? No, that was oh the sage sage game. He can't. Yeah, he can't find that dude anymore. That guy's fucking gone. He's retired. He was gone before. If if he was still around, they wouldn't. They would have their six path shit, right? (laughs) They would be six pathing all the time. Like Naruto (laughs) would have his fucking biju stick and smacking people in the face. Oh, you're right. They don't have that. Yeah, exactly. So, like, obviously, that means the guy isn't around. He yeah. doesn't have his orbs of justice or whatever the fuck. Is that what it's called? This fight would have. If he, if they still had that form, it would be over all the time. It would just be over 
every single fight. Nobody would be able to contest them if they still had those forms. Man, whatever. So. <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> we um, Yeah, anyways. Yeah, after that, uh they after Borto has a complete guilt moment. Uh Sasuke reassures him is like, yo, I'm hey, I'm just stating facts. You did what you did, but it wasn't really you. I know it wasn't you. I don't I'm not mad at you for taking away my ultimate power, but that's <laughs> I'm not mad at you, but it is what it is. I just don't have my ultimate power anymore, and that's your fault, but not really your fault. Um So yeah, Kawaki's like, yo, he said it's fine, just let's just fucking hurry up and use your karma to get us out of here. And um after that we cut over to I guess the Kara headquarters where Code is just oh my no, not the headquarters. He's in this alternate universe where the Ten Tails is just sleeping, chilling outside of this cage where the Ten Tail is just also snoring. Is like being adorable, sleeping. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, cool. Everything's good. You know, nobody came for this thing. And he lies back down. He looks at his hand to see the white karma on his hand. And he explains that, like, man, this sucks. I don't know why Kawaki doesn't want this life of being a human host to a parasite, man. But, you know, if it was me, I would have totally get, let this guy take my body, but I can't for some reason. Yeah, from, from his perspective, it's like, why wouldn't you want to, like, be a vessel for God, essentially? Because he kind of worships Osuki. Because they're right? weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in a short way of saying, yes. But they're all mighty otherworldly beings. Yeah, you but know? they're like they do the most. Like kidding? there are people who follow. There are cults built around less. You know what I mean? There For are cults sure. built around less. So I, I wouldn't hold it against somebody to be a cult member of a fucking all-knowing, all-powerful being. Yeah, but they have that. Like this guy has that one horn that's real gross. I don't think I want to live with that. And like they all, they all they want is genocide. Yeah, and information. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Is, is ultimate power I, I worth it? For someone like that, yeah. Is if if ultimate power is ultimate power worth it? If all you want is genocide, and like Chris said, the horns are, are really gross too. Yeah, they're so, all, they're there you gross. go, man. I don't relate to this child at all. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's he's giving me Rochimaru vibes. Hey, I'll tell you what too. I'll go. I'll step. Take it a step further. I think you're weird if you do. I if you do relate to this child. I'm not saying I relate to it, but I'm just saying it makes sense for there to be somebody who religiously follows an Otsuki. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Oh, do I see the logic? Sure. It makes sense. I'm not saying. Oh yeah, you know what? I sympathize with this guy. I would totally yeah, yeah. fucking blow an like, Otsuki. Like you yourself, you fucking up this guy. You you no. wouldn't choose to inherit the karma. And uh, oh, fuck no. become the vessel for an alien being, <laughs> and then you know, fuck no. But I'd, I'd see somebody wanting to do that. It's fucking weirder shit in the world. You think like you would think that one of the, these guys would probably like? I think Brian's right in a way, but that also just brings us like you could probably just ask somebody, and you don't have to do all this shady shit where you're kidnapping and creating children and no. Nah, but you need a perfect body for it. Uh, that's true. Like you yeah. can't just get anybody. Yeah, but like that's why he ran into problems as Jigen because Jigen's body couldn't handle all this fucking Jigen. power. Jigen. Yeah, whatever. In any case, he's just staring at his white karma, like, huh? And that's when it starts to activate more, take over more of his hand, and smoke just appears, and like a genie in a bottle, fucking 
uh, Ishiki pulls up again, and I'm like, oh my god, is he alive? But no, he's not. No. It's just an yeah. It's just an astral projection where he's just like, "Hey, if you're if if you're receiving this message, I'm I'm dead, I'm I'm dead, I'm gone." Uh, yeah, somehow like parts of his soul are in his karma, so he came up to give him one last message before he disappears for good. Um, he explains what happened to him, how he was betrayed by Amato, uh, and he had to use Jigen's body, resurrect within Jigen. Uh, and then he was killed basically. So, you know, he needs, uh, he needs code to finish his work for him. And code's like, Hey, I, I mean, I would love to, it was, there's literally nothing I would rather do than serve you weird alien parasite, man. But I mean, I, I can't take your body. I mean, you can't take my body. I'm not, I don't, I'm not built for that. And he's like, no, that's cool. You don't need to, uh, what you can do is you can grab either Kawaki or Uzumaki Boruto and consecrate either of them to the Ten Tails to cultivate a divine tree. And uh, once that happens, once the tree is is made and you know the the fruit bears, uh, you can just eat the fruit and then you'll become an Otsutsuki. And then you can just leave the planet and go eat planets until you become a god, uh, a god that weirdly looks like. Um, What's his face from oh, the Captain America comics? Uh, uh, oh, with the mask? Yeah. Uh, Baron yeah. Zemo. This guy looks like he's wearing a suit made out of dress socks. Yeah, it's a <laughs> dress sock suit. <laughs> See, that's yeah, also it's... a bummer about being be, being a god in this universe. You look like a fucking <laughs> sock. <laughs> look at all of the eyes that he uses for research and snooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where even is he? He's got like a bulb on his head too. Man, this yeah. this sucks. I wouldn't want to be a god. Never mind. You gotta pay, you gotta pay the light. You gotta pay the light bill just to fucking walk around. <laughs> are the fucking cut, knocks on your door. I, look, bro. I know that you're a god and all, but like that light bulb you on your me? head is not gonna light itself, <laughs> buddy. Your light bulb crown is not gonna light itself. It's so weird. I mean, yeah, uh, that's the plan. Basically, is like I know that we could have probably done this before, but now you have an opportunity to be a god, Code. So, you know, just do that, and yeah. And Code's like, well, I can't start doing that without taking complete and total revenge of the person who killed my god. So, yeah, you know, tell me, tell me the names of the bastards who destroyed you. Um. And that's where we cut back over to the alternate universe where Boruto is trying to use his karma to teleport everybody using the space-time ninjutsu. Uh, and, yeah, basically, after a weird, like, shonen rival argument with Kawaki where Kawaki's like, you're too stiff, as, you're too stiff, you gotta loosen up a little bit. Um, but you, uh, after a while, he's like, I, I'll somehow get rid of your karma. I swear. And I'm like, cool. Dude, I like these like I like their their um their chemistry already. It's already better than Naruto's and Sasuke's when they were younger. So this is just it's the I same. just like this. It's almost No, it's not the same. It is not the same. The same. Sa- no. Kawaki seems to care more than Sasuke did. I don't think Sasuke would have Kawaki, done anything. Kawaki isn't a fucking 
little shrimp dick edgelord who wants to fucking yes he is gain power his 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 whole thing isn't about power like sasuke was obsessed with power and i think he's obsessed with getting rid of power i will say that kawaki is not i i you know i think he could have been way worse and i was definitely expecting it to be way worse but he's not that bad but the whole the the reason why Kawaki is different is because Naruto and I mean Boruto and Kawaki like are kind of reverse, you know? Like Boruto is following in Sasuke's footsteps and Kawaki's following in Naruto's footsteps. That's just how they've been trying to put this like narrative for them. Like they're both walking the paths that the other one should be following, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, in any in any case, um he basically spurs on Boruto to do the thing. Uh, big tell Boruto manages to do the thing, and uh, they jump through the portal right before it closes. Meanwhile, back at the uh, weird bunker thing that Shikamaru and the others are hiding in, um, this fucking doctor dude looks at Amato, and Amato is just like muttering to himself, and he's like, "Are you okay?" Sweating and shit. <laughs> Yeah, he is sweating, nervous. Uh, and that's when uh, Shikamaru gets word that the that Boruto and Naruto and all of them have returned safely from the alternate universe. And um, Amado's immediately like, hey, what about Kawaki? Is he okay? And uh, Shikamaru's like, yeah. No, yeah, they're all safe. And <laughs> Amado's like, oh, thank God, basically. He's like, oh, shit, thank God he's safe. So... Yeah. Uh, is it established that he gave a fuck about Kawaki? I think there's an ulterior motive as to why he needs Kawaki. Yeah. Yeah, there's something I weird so going too. on. Yeah. Yeah, because like he hasn't been this nervous before. And all of a sudden now he's like fuck 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 fuck. But yeah. Interesting. Everybody's back. Um they're like cool. We we made it. And uh Boruto tells uh Kawaki, that I do feel like anything's possible as long as I'm with you. Friendship. Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah. They're like brothers, dude. Come on. Hey, yo. He's, Kawaki is essentially his adopted brother. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the day is saved. We cut back over to the last page, though, where this code is just literally listing off his enemies' names. Uh, uh, list style. He's like Kawaki, the traitor Amato, Uchiha Sasuke, Hokage Uzumi, Uzumaki Naruto, and Momoshiki's be- vessel Uzumaki Mama. Boruto. Momoshiki. Momoshiki. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Code is out to get our boys. Um, will he succeed? I don't know. But this is, this is an interesting way to leave things off. Uh, I'm just so excited to see where this series is going because it's like they've been setting like everything has built up to this moment essentially and now like the the first chapter where they showed like a preview of the time skip where like they're older and shit it just raises so much more questions and it makes this series so much more intriguing because mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck is actually happening in the first chapter um is is Boruto actually Boruto is fucking is Kawaki actually Kawaki? Oh, what the fuck that happens could be to Doctor Amato in his skin? In his body. Like this you know this series is so fucking. It's getting so good, and it's it's only gonna get better from here. I feel like because they're really hitting their stride. 
recently with Boruto. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen next and that's again, we've already established that that's sometime most of the time that's a good thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it honestly, this is the I feel like this is the first time I've while reading Boruto where um he's done like a Horikoshi style twist, you know? Like something that you think is gonna happen, but he he switched it up and it was good, not just like a fucking random plot twist, you know? Yeah. No, I'm I'm enjoying Boruto. I think like um it's way better than when it started. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but uh it has been steadily improving in pretty much all aspects. Uh, I'm invested now. Uh especially now that Kishimoto's back at the helm uh doing his thing. I'm excited for what comes with Boruto. Uh Josh, you got anything to say before we move on? All righty then. Let us randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some good good guns. The Xbox uh, we only have three of these today. We'll do all of them shotgun style, I guess. Uh, we're starting with New Mutants number 16. Uh, last we left off, uh, Cosmos, I think that's her name, Cos, something like that. Cosmar. Cosmar. She was trying to get, uh, she was trying to do the uh, the Crucible uh, ritual, which is basically where mutants fight to death in order to uh, be resurrected. You know, with their powers, begging that lady to kill her. Please. Yeah, yeah. She tried to get Moonstar to do it, and Moonstar's like, "No, that's not what we're. That's for. We can't just, we can't just kill people left and right. You know, that's only for people who don't have their powers. You know, so they could get their powers back. Um. So yeah, she got rejected, and the Shadow King is like, "Yeah." So he's pretty stoked. Uh, we open with the uh, Excalibur headquarters, uh, the Braddock Lighthouse. Uh, there's these three kids who just sneak through the Avalon Gate, and um, they come across uh, King Jamie, who looks real creepy. Uh, yeah. But this is a really cool drawing of him, honestly. It looks really dope. Um, so, yeah, two of them like get scared and run off, but one of them seems to stay behind. Uh, we don't know why, but he just stays there. Uh, meanwhile, in the wild hunt, uh, Kaz is like crying. Cosmar is crying because she was just rejected for the crucible. Uh, her friends are trying to console her and Shadow King is like, Ooh, <laughs> it was very cruel of Miss Moonstar to dismiss you like that. But if you allow me, I can give you a taste of what you need. Um, and then he uses his powers with the abilities of no girl to basically switch the consciousness of these little kids. And um, yeah, basically Cosmar is in somebody else's body uh, and somebody is overtaking her body. And as time continues, they first think it's like pretty cool, but they start to lose control of each other's powers because they mm-hmm. can't really, they're not them. You know, they don't know how to control these individual abilities. Uh and Shadow King switches them back. He's like, that's enough, children. It seems like there are some side effects. So, yeah, everybody's like, whoa, that sucked. Uh, Cosmar was like a little tight because she was like, oh, man, for a second, I wasn't me. I was free. And I'm like, right, yeah, she's so fiend. Oh. Yeah, man, she's not having a good time. Um, but yeah, uh, the the little Wolver- X-23 qu- clone, uh, I forget her name right now, but she's like, Yo, what the fuck was that about? You know, our bodies were dying. Uh, 
And Shadow King's like, who cares? You can resurrect yourselves now. Death is not like a thing anymore. And the little X-23 clone is like, yo, that doesn't matter. Just because we can be resurrected doesn't mean our life is cheap. You know, like we should be trying to kill ourselves left and right. Um, Shadow King puts her on blast, though, because he's like points at her. He's like, but your body's regenerating. <laughs> and I'm like, jeez. Mm. All right, guy. <laughs> Relax. Um, so, yeah, uh, Scout is her name. Sorry. Uh, she just fucks off. She's like, I, yeah, I don't want any part of this. So she just walks away. Um, and all of the kids are like, coward. <laughs> Basically, like, looking down on her. And the Shadow King is like, oh, who cares? I can see by your expression, but don't judge so harshly. Sometimes being selfish is the better path. And I'm like, damn, I hate the Shadow King, dude. Yeah, he's just poisoning these kids' minds. Yeah, he's the Orochimaru for X-Men people, I swear. He's just hanging around these kids, just switching bodies around. This is a gross guy. I wonder if this uh, girl is going to tell on him. <laughs> he yeah. has to know. I mean, I would figure, but... You know. Oh, her name is Scout. Yeah, uh, I mentioned that. No, okay. Um, we then cut over to Magic doing tough Magic things. Uh, she beats up these teenagers for bullying uh, the kids from the from the uh, sextant, I guess. Uh, so yeah, she beats them up a little bit to teach them a lesson, and uh, we learn we learn that they're being more aware that like well, one of these kids are missing from uh, from this from the Academos habitat because he ran into the other world. So, you know, they're aware of that problem. Uh, Moonstar and this other girl, I forget her name. She, they are tasked with going through the Avalon gate to try to find this kid. Uh, meanwhile, we get this really sad moment in our, in the Arbor Magna where, uh, rain goes up to, uh, I boy and prodigy to ask if they've seen her requests to resurrect her son uh and they're like yeah no we did we did a little bit of an investigation and it turns out that uh your son seems to be registering as alive in cerebro uh and rain is like that's impossible i i saw him die oh wait like i know what happened to him and i know who did it and prodigy is like no 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 we're not saying that like you're crazy or anything but the backups, there's something wrong with them. The backups are wrong because, like, for whatever reason, uh, maybe because he's half god, apparently, he the it's fucking up Cerebro and it's showing that he's actually alive. So mm. that makes Ron doubly like kind of worried because you know if her son is out there, he's alone and maybe scared and thinking that like she's abandoned him. Uh, so she just runs off like kind of in a huff and I boy and, and prodigy feel pretty bad about that. It's like, damn, I thought she'd be pretty happy to know that her son's okay. But I guess that's scary too. He's just been out there this entire time. Um, we cut over to the kingdom of Avalon where, uh, Moonstar confronts, uh, Jamie about the kid. And apparently the kid just fucked off into other world with the help of yeah. King Jamie. Not caring at all mm. about all of the warnings. Mm -mm. And about if you get smoked, nigga, you are you aren't coming back. Yeah, the one place where any mutant is in actual mortal <laughs> danger, 
he's just out there wandering around. Oh shit! <laughs> Yo, Brian came through with the sixty-four ounce. Hey, yeah, refill in my cup too, man. Shit. You gotta get a refill on a sixty-four ounce. Damn, that's why it took so long. <laughs> Brian, it looks like you're drinking out of a vase right now. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm jealous, man. Don't drink irresponsibly. Always use two hands. <laughs> So, yeah, they're basically confronting this guy. Is like, what the fuck? Why did you send this kid out there? And uh, Jamie's like, whatever. <laughs> the kid wanted to go exploring. I didn't give a shit. Uh, and No, he did not. Yeah, Jamie's a real asshole. And he basically is like, you know what? I'll help you. I'll give you what I gave the boy, a way to find the truth of things. He snaps his finger, oh. and there's this basket full of just foods and gold and shit. So, you know, they take that and I guess fuck off into the other world to find him. Uh, and there's something about uh, other world as they're journeying through it. Uh, Moonstar's abilities are more enhanced here. Uh, her her magic, her uh, mutant ability combined with the ambient other world magic can create tangible manifestations of the subconscious. Jeez Louise. <laughs> so... As they're searching for him, this like rabbit pulls up and is like, hey, I know where your kid is and leads him away. But at some point, I guess it just leads him into a trap because they're immediately captured and put before the king of the uh, Holy Republic of Fae. Uh, I think that's Moreland. Is that Moreland? Yeah. Oh, Merlin? I think yeah. so. Merlin? Yeah. Well, in any case, they're there. <laughs> and I... It kind of confused me a little bit. I guess this bunny leads them to to Faye, and they are not supposed to be there, so they get arrested. Um, then the sadness just continues to get sadder as rain. Oh, yes, with the rain. I, I guess I just don't remember any of these guys, especially not her. So, uh, uh, Ron, yeah, I remember her thing is her her thing has been ongoing through the last couple issues of New Mutants, where she's been trying to get her son resurrected. Um, but yeah, she just like runs through to the Academos habitat where she thinks like um damn, uh Danny is supposed to be. Uh she's not there because she's in Otherworld right now. And she's just like, I need your help. Where are you, Danny? Please, are you here? And nobody's home. But on the bed she sees this note from Moonstar and explains and it explains that I know we're supposed to go to the Arbor Magna together, but there was another emergency. And um yeah, basically, she, uh, she was just kind of bumped by this uh, other world fiasco. Um, pretty sad for Ron. Moonstar has been dropping the ball a lot, <laughs> first with Cosmar and now uh, and now Ron. Jeez, yeah. Um, she's all high and mighty and righteous for real. Mm. Yeah, but at some point, um, we cut back over to the Kingdom of Fey. This dude with horns pulls up and is like, this is interesting. And I'm like, am I supposed to know who this is? Yeah, that's the blue <laughs> dude that, that they're looking for. Oh, the the mutant. Damn, I didn't even peep the horns. Okay. Yeah, the kid just pulls up on this lizard thing and is like, this looks super promising. As we cut back over to uh, the where the girls are in this dungeon thing. And yeah. They're stuck there now, um, and that's where this issue ends. Uh, 
pretty interesting issue of New Mutants. I like that they're like it's weird that every almost every book is, seems to be getting more involved with the other world stuff as well, along with the yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like a part of it technically. That's like still an unresolved problem. Um, but yeah, I, you know the crossover between books, everything's important. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I'm into it. Uh, the next X book we have on the docket is Wolverine number ten. Um, last we left off with this, somebody has been sneaking through the pests of Wolverine and has been, uh, and it turns out it's his old buddies from the, uh, team X, like mercenary crew that you, he used to run with. Uh, he tracks down one of the like lead members of it called Magavrick. And apparently he was being sold at an auction for the scummiest people in the Marvel universe. So... He finds him, sets him free, and now everybody's being held at gunpoint at this auction. Uh, basically, we start off there. Wolverine and Maverick proceed to continue to kick some ass and cause a ton of uh, ton of issues over there. Uh, that's when it's revealed the lady in the wheelchair that was there this entire time is from the X-Desk. Uh, she basically picks up Wolverine's arm, which is super ominous, and uh, she brings her people in. Uh, to take care of the situation there's more like special agents that pull up and uh, cause more problems but Wolverine and Mag- um, Wolverine and uh, Maverick are able to get away at some point with the help of the Team X guys so yeah and uh, the Dolores lady witnesses all of this so she's just like see they're fucking or they're fucking around behind our backs but we are also doing the same thing so same exact thing. So. <laughs> Nobody can be trusted in this situation. We are all assholes, uh, <laughs> and I got a plan to be even more of an asshole. Is basically what we get from if uh, you keep giving us money. Yeah, do we still get the money that we were going to use on Maverick? Cool. Then I have a plan. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Wolverine meets up with his old uh, Team X guys, and. Um, Maverick is like, yo, you should join us. Fuck Krakoa. I mean, you really believe that they're all on the up and up right now? You know, just, I don't believe all that, like, kumbaya shit. <laughs> uh, and Wolverine is like, no, I'm good. It's actually a pretty sweet place when you live there for a while. Uh, and Maverick actually just convinces him to rejoin for one last mission. And that's just kind of to um, find this warehouse like the merchant's like warehouse of stolen shit and burn it all. Basically there's a big ass cerebro not cerebro. Well, there's a cerebro I see, but uh, the sentinel thing, there's a big ass sentinel thing. There's like a bunch of random shit from the Avengers from, Oh, there's a um, robot up there, man. um, All right. So you see the, Oh, you're right. But they also have Nimrod. um, That's weird. I didn't even see that the first time. Good catch. A sword and the old Captain America shield. Modok's the... chair. Modok's chair. Yeah, there's Taskmaster's shield. There's a Hulkbuster up there. There's Magneto's old oh. 90s suit. His oh, is that Scorpion's thing? Um, Which, oh yeah, no, that I don't think that's, yeah, that is Scorpion. This is a Scorpion thing. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of uh, miscellaneous yeah. Marvel Universe artifacts. Uh, yeah, onslaught! Whoa, uh, onslaught! Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, 
Oh man. <laughs> the room of Easter eggs is uh is where they end up. Uh Wolverine finds the team Xbox and he burns that too because like fuck the past. Uh, and uh the chapter ends with this kind of scene where well there's two scenes left, but the big main one is that uh Wolverine actually brings Maverick over to Krakoa to show him uh what he's talking about and how nice it is and uh he's like, Yo, you could just join us. You know, this is a pretty sweet fucking place. Uh, sure, we get you under hang with attack. The guys every day. Yeah, and you could he does. And Maverick doesn't have his powers <laughs> anymore. Actually, so he's like, "Yo, if you join us, you could get, enter the weird ritual we do, where we make each other fight each other to the death in order to get our powers back." And Maverick's like, "I'm cool, peace." <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, Wolverine's like, "Let me know if you change your mind." And Maverick's like, "You do the same." Salute. Uh. And we cut over to later in New York. Uh, Brian, get the Google engine ready because I'm going to need you for this one. Um, unless, Josh, do you know who this person is? As uh, Dolores is meeting up with somebody, uh, she's like, hey, uh, you must. Uh, I, I'm happy that you're willing to do business, but you must understand that your recent visit to Krakoa makes me. Oh no, this is fucking. Oh man. Yeah, it just went over my head. You, really you know what? I'm not used to seeing him without the mask, so it's weird. Never mind, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Stand down. <laughs> wow, I just had a weird brain fart moment, but I did read these today, so give me a give me a break here. Okay, so Maverick pulls up. I'm not used to seeing him without the mask, and that's why it confused me. Maverick pulls up to Dolores and is like, so, uh, she, he's basically recruited by the X desk and that's where the issue ends. Maverick's a bad guy now. Uh, now that's more interesting. I was so confused because I am dumb, but yeah, I mean, this is a more interesting prospect. Uh, Maverick, who is an actual threat to Krakow, I can get there. You know, like he is technically a mutant still and he can enter Krakoa and that's a pretty big threat. Uh, I don't know what, do you have uh, anything to say? Yeah, that's crazy. He can, he, I didn't, I really didn't put all of that together. Mm. He may, it, it may be the case where he's like not really, really working for them. Like he's going to like, you know, be like a double agent or something, but could be a big deal. That'd I be mean, pretty Lord sweet. knows it, it, he he wouldn't need to go through the gates to get to Krakoa. People have found many different ways. Oh yeah, I mean you know if you can graft so, if you could know. graft another mutant skin onto your body, you know if you don't mind doing that, that's a pretty easy way to get to Krakoa. But yeah, that was Wolverine. Uh, a more interesting issue than uh, most. Uh, I'm hoping that Wolverine does pick up though. It hasn't been one of my favorite of the X books, unfortunately. Uh, so hopefully it gets that little boost in quality that like Hellions had and stuff like that. Cause I really like Wolverine. Um, and with that, our final X book is X-Men number 18. Uh, the long awaited issue about the kids, about the mutants that went through the vault. First of all, this cover right now really makes me, uh, miss Lanil Yu's, uh, artwork. Uh, I'm so sad he left the book, uh, cause he's very, he's very cool. He's Why? Very- yeah, I don't know why. Not to say that the artist currently working is bad. He's better than Brett Booth from last time. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I like the artist. Me too. Right here, but the all right. So the one we see on the cover, that's Lanil Yu. Lanil okay. Francis Yu. Uh, 
And he he used to draw for this series, but he just like I guess left the book after a little bit. Uh, well, he is missed because his his style just works for Jonathan Hickman. You know, like it fits yeah. so well, it meshes really well. It's a lot like Assad Ribic's artwork, uh, the guy who did Secret Wars and all that. Like, he, and who's doing Eternals right now? Yeah, I'm very curious about Eternals. Honestly, I might pick up the first issue at some point to see how that is. It's a lot of Thanos stuff. Yeah. But in any case, uh, this has to do with the Vault Kids. And if you don't remember, because this plot point hasn't been a thing for like two years, uh, the Vault is this weird fucking Hickman-esque place where time works different. So there are these like, (laughs) there are these kids that um, they're like kind of machine children in a way, right? Correct me if I'm getting anything wrong, Josh, because I'm going off like memory here i actually i'm not i didn't really uh do any research on these ones or have any background information like i usually do Hmm. um again because we did this to like a day earlier yeah anticipated but generally speaking yeah they're like for all intents and purposes robot people right you know they're they're not like they're they're what post-human yeah and if uh and if yeah. you've been following any of this uh, Hickman era X Men, they do not like robot people. AI <laughs> is not good. They, they always don't, rise up. They don't even own iPhones because Siri scares them. So they're not fucking around here. Uh, so what they did was they sent uh, their most adaptable mutants into the vault because they know that. Uh, everything's fucking wonky in there and they don't really know what to expect. So they can't have just like people with normal lifespans or abilities just kind of enter that place. They need uh, people like Darwin, Sink, and uh, Wolverine to enter. Uh, Darwin, who can survive, whose mutant ability is basically the ability to survive anywhere he is. Wolverine has her healing factor, X-23, basically the X-23 Wolverine. Uh, And Sink, who can copy abilities which I think he's just copying uh, Darwin's ability and just applying it to himself. Um, yeah. So but then, you know, he could also copy Wolverine's ability and, and, you know, when they get into a scrap or something like that. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get, there's more on that later. Yeah. So they go. Oh, as a matter of fact, right here. Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, the second they get in, he basically copies uh, Darwin's ability and, they do this weird machine sync up with this world thing where they are able to survive. Uh, where they no, both... he's using he they, they he, all right. Darwin is he he can he he adapts to survive right, but he can also just adapt himself to 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 achieve something. Mm. He's trying to just scan the you know the world, so he needs better eyes and eyesight and stuff. So that's what he developed. Mm. And then Sync just copied that. Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, yeah, just to, like he 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 made that happen himself because he desired to see exactly. Um, so yeah, they enter the city officially, and the real mission starts there. Um, we enter the center of the dome, which is the city, which is another actual Hickman thing. If you remember from the Ultimates, uh, Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe created this city this hyper advanced fucking robot city shit um and this little thing at the center is basically the boss of this entire world it looks like um 
so yeah he does it you know we get some uh hickman robot dialogue where it's like child identified uh the vault welcomes you report report secondary analysis <laughs> uh increased level threat of uh, yeah he basically scans their memories and is like hmm, i think people are here so you know she this city thing dispatches a team of five weird children of the vault to uh protect the city uh and we already have like antagonists real fast i'm like cool action chapter very cool um so the second like the uh, darwin and wolverine and and sink uh pulled down on the elevator uh the fire dude uh just sets it aflame uh but you know they got the upper hand they do this cool sneak attack thing uh and wolverine just immediately slices seraphina who is the girl that kind of escaped from what the orchestration and and led them to this to the vault in the first place i think uh slashes her immediately uh yeah. everybody's like damn uh you know, her teammates were like whoa <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they killed her yeah i was i was i don't know i was shocked not that x-23 hacked her fucking body but that her teammates were just like whoa (gasps) (laughs) i I don't know you don't see that in comics usually unless they're really trying to show something traumatic that was traumatized i scared the shit out of them yeah they had no idea yeah they were like oh my god (laughs) i was not like they're the bad guys or something you know (laughs) yeah um but yeah, the fight continues. Uh, the one that looks like Ghost Rider tries to burn this, the burn uh, sink alive. Uh, the other person who uses water just tries to drown Darwin. Uh, but Darwin adapts and, uh, you know, grows gills. Wolverine uses, I guess, like, cop- oh yeah, touches uh, sink so he could use her powers to regenerate himself. And then. Uh, then after he heals himself a little bit, he grabs the Ghost Rider esque guy and just sets himself aflame. And at that point, Wolverine X twenty three Wolverine is like, "Whoa! I didn't think you could copy anyone's powers except mutants." And um, Sink's like, "I guess that's changed because he was able to copy this guy, this guy's abilities, which is interesting. I didn't know that about Sink." Uh, so, context with that. There was a small, there was an informational page, and Dave mentioned this before, and other in some of the other comics. But there's this, there's this theory, and even more so than a theory, we're seeing proof that the, the mutants that are reborn in the husk like have increased abilities. And there's multiple theories as to why that's the case, but one of the biggest ones is that uh, something to do with. That like their regular like their their normal bodies until their powers manifest, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, they're born from mutant technology and a mutant from mutant powers, and so it's just like it's just enriching their mutant abilities, mm-hmm. uh, or so. So I I immediately thought like, okay, this is more so a way to kind of make certain people's powers just better. And also to make, I feel like in some cases, like people is going to kind of like streamline certain abilities or make them make more sense. Because, you know, back in the days, some of these powers are really wonky. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Are, are kind of derpy. So I, 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 I like that there's a, a like you know a cool way for them to say like, oh no, this is why their abilities are working different rather than oh they just started figuring it out differently. Because yeah. I like I like seeing that, but I don't like constantly, constantly seeing that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, rare. There's, I mean, there's the... this president for 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 him being able to do this now. Yeah, I mean, I think this is honestly the first time they've made a point out of it where in that log that you were talking about where they were talking about how Sink's abilities got stronger, they don't pull that out too often. You know, and there's been a lot of mutants that have been resurrected at this point. Like the X-Force has been resurrected a few times over and uh, they've never made, I think, like a distinct point about that. So this is a good way to like make it interesting and like make it pop out a little bit of information. Um, But yeah, with his newfound power, uh, Sink just torches these other two into fucking dust leaving the one girl alive and uh she just starts to use her self-destruct abilities uh and sings like okay we gotta go right now and uh yeah she's like as she's about to like suicide bomb herself she's like you mutants thinking you can run from this run all you want run as fast as you can you can't outrun us you can't outrun the future and we get this little like narration this entire time. I think Sink's been narrating this comic. He's think he's like yeah. talking about our mission is to remember what we report and report, uh, remember what we learn and report back to escape with knowledge. So they're kind of counting on them dying here so that they can be resurrected with the knowledge that they figured out. Uh, so basically they're like, yeah, our whole goal is here is to learn as much as we can and then maybe even die if we can't get out of here. Um, and he says, like, our mission was to remember what we learn and report back to escape with the knowledge. And I'm telling you the truth, man. We did our best. On day one, we entered the vault. And you have no idea what it took to get out as she explodes, taking out like a portion of the city. And that's where the issue ends. Uh it also ends with this little interesting like tidbit about one of their laws, how um, you know the council is completely aware that you know there is an overstating rule to kill no man, uh, but you know there are certain people on the uh, on Krakoa who are kind of approved depending on their circumstance. Like I think X X forces is authorized to kill, but um, and basically the children of the vault don't count as human. So they can be killed, uh, which is like, all right, mutants, damn. Um, but yeah, that's where that issue ends. Uh, super interesting stuff. This is the type of stuff that I was waiting for with X-Men. Uh, a lot yeah. of the main X-Men title felt like just like teasing, dropping little breadcrumbs here and there for the other books. And, you know, it, it never really had anything to itself and, I'm glad that this this was a definitely step forward. I don't know because the next issue looks like it might uh, continue onward. I can't read uh, the little stuff. I hope that. so. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know what it says either. I can't. I'll look it up. Yeah, but eventually. the little preview page thing has the uh, children of the vault on it. So I I'm hoping that this yeah. continues into the next issue. Uh, but yeah, this was great. This is exactly why. Uh, I, I love Hickman in general because he has these weird high concept ideas. Uh, they're very entertaining to read, <laughs> just like the the ideas that he's putting out there. 
a lot to think about, but yeah, I'm very excited. This is actually, I'll give this my VGI, obviously. Unborn? Certified VGI. Same, VGI for me as well. Hell yeah. Maybe it says un- Certified VGI. Unborn? Hmm. Well, if you're listening and you want to tell us what it says, leave a comment below and tell us what these things mean because we don't read the Krakoan language very well, even though it's basically English but with dots. Oh, no, that's a T at the end. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let me give it a crack. Sorry, Um, guys. On. Yeah, I have no idea. Is that an <laughs> O? Is the first one an O? I don't know. I, I don't know either, man. I know the last letter before the question mark is a T. Mm. Yeah. That's it. And, oh. an N, and, and the second letter is an N. The second letter is an N? Well, whatever. Un, un, unchart. Unchart? That's the next. That's Nathan, next, Nathan Drake's going to show up? The next negator. Uncharted? <laughs> Oh no 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 no! I said, uh, I was trying to make a joke about the un. One last ride, Sully. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, I think it's time to move on, guys. It is time to randomize. My hero, Academia. Mbh. <laughs> My Brian, Academia. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, this is my hero. Oh, geez, you guys are lucky that Boruto was so good this week. I mean, this month. Don't worry, I got it for you, bro. Oh, <laughs> Josh, finally, it's been a while, huh? I know. This is my hero, Academia, chapter three hundred and two: the wrong way to put out a fire, part two. Josh's RGC. Uh, it starts off not exactly where <laughs> it left off with. Uh, Toya attacking the family after having a mental breakdown, but we do see kind of the after effects as uh, Endeavor's like sleeve is gone, presumably from having to fight off Toya for a second. Um, mm. And he it starts off at night where he's I guess visiting his like wife's room because oh wait or I guess like uh, Shoto's room, and he's just commanding Shoto. his wife to be like, "Yo, uh, I'm too busy." at work to look after Shoto the entire time. So we're going to keep him away from the other kids. Uh, there's going to be some hired help, but don't keep your eyes off Toya. And um, his mom is just basically like, all he wants you to do is look at him and notice him. That's all. And Endeavor is just like so fucking dickish and stubborn. He's like, all I can show anyone is the world of heroes. And, uh, Ray looks at him as like heroes. Aren't you just running away? Endeavor had nothing to say to that. Shut down. Uh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh no! You questioned the patriarchy. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. If she did more of that, maybe none of this would have happened. You know. Good point. No. It's almost as if. What? I'll well, leave it at that. Oh, you can say it. Someone says if Brian read the whole chapter. <laughs> uh, we cut over to five years later, and everything's chill, you know, seemingly. Uh, Fuyumi and Natsuo come in to Toya, who's just chilling on the computer playing Valorant. Uh, 
Give probably me tech. Tack RPG game mode. His tack shooters. Do this, do that. I'm gonna be there. Shoot there. <laughs> his hair is completely white now. Yeah, for real. And uh, they they pull up into the room and they're like, "Yo, Toya, let's play." And um, we've seen this kind of scene before where uh, Shoto is being taken away by his dad while he's watching his siblings play. Uh, and it's funny. Uh, a funny little parallel with this in One Piece. Uh, Sanji is the third son of his family, and so is Shoto. Mm. Ooh. Cute little parallel there. I know it's not on purpose, probably, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, Endeavor, as he as Shoto is watching his his siblings play, Shoto just uh, Endeavor just yanks him away by the arm, and is like, please, he's like, please let me play with my brothers and sister, please, and. Uh, Endeavor's like, no, it's time for you to train your output capacity with his beard on fire at home. Yeah, he is. It's only his chin. His chin beard is fucking on fire. His facial hair was growing. And it's like, bro, you're doing that shit yourself. <laughs> it's he like it decided like, yeah, this is going to be my look for the next while. Next little while. Yeah, it's like casually wearing a tie in your own house. It's like, why are you doing this? Uh, and we cut over to the night as... Sh- uh, Toy is just like talking mad shit about his pops and uh, and his family in general. Where he's like, I mean, that one time it was my fault, but dad's to blame too. You know, he won't pay attention to us. And isn't that crazy? How like is this what modern heroes are about? They just like making all these kids that they don't need. And um, you know, Natsuo being not like a head case is like, why are you talking about this with me? Can, can you talk about this with Fuyumi? And um, yeah, Toria loses his shit a little bit even more where he's like, are you telling me to buzz off, Natsuo? I mean, like, I'm only talking to you because you're the only one here who gets it. You agree, right? The women in this house are nothing. And I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> Come on. I mean, like, that's his, like, like, that's his younger brother, man. He's little. You know, yeah, he's eight, eight years old. old man. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, ah. Uh... Right, <laughs> I'm sleepy, <Okay. laughs> man. Yeah, he's just like laying all this uh, hard shit on his kid, like on this on his brother, like at three a.m. when he's trying to sleep. Uh, and the next day, he's going off to the mountain. Uh, his mom tries to stop him, and um, you know she's trying to get to him a little bit. Where he's like, "As your mother, it looks like you're suffocating." Because of who your father is. And, you know, there you don't have to be a hero. There's so many things you can be. And uh, that's when Toya is just like, what the hell do you know? And they brought up her past, man. Like a Oh, weird... my God. This little asshole. <laughs> yeah, he basically is like, oh. I'm glad he's an emo jerk now. Yeah, he's like, Burns. Oh. I know about I know about grandma and grandpa, how they were fucking so poor that they had to sell you off to Endeavor. And I'm sell like, your mm. ass. Yeah, rough man. And I mean, like, you purchased your wife, my nigga. <laughs> Look, think about it. Like, this is like, even though he, yeah, Dobby does become a fucking villain and all this shit. This is still like, this is just tragic all around. Like, like he's he has his right to be upset, right? But not he can't. Like, of course, he shouldn't be disrespectful, but. This is essentially him, like, him knowing about this is him essentially realizing that he only existed 
to meet a certain requirement and since he didn't meet that requirement he has no reason to live you know for real but man i couldn't talk we couldn't talk to mom like this (laughs) yeah no of course not but like (laughs) like if you if you were born into a life where you essentially don't matter because you didn't reach a requirement like you would be going crazy too at this age you know Mm -hmm. like think about it no no normal person would be okay with this life like some people aren't built for it like natsuo turned out okay somehow and so did um the the sister i forgot her name but you mean not everybody is okay with with that especially when you're the oldest child right yeah isn't Fuyumi the oldest one? No, no. Da- Dobby is the oldest. Oh, okay, um, you're right. You're Fuyumi right. was the second. Okay, yeah, she's a year younger than he is. Okay. But he had the he had the like he said he had the spark lit inside of him from a very young age, and then just to have him try to stomp it out, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that. Um, but yeah, he goes off to the mountain and is you know doing his training. Uh, he reveals a little bit that his powers are linked to his emotional state at the time. So that's that could be why he can't control it as much. He has to be in a certain state of mind in order to even summon these flames. Um, but yeah, after he, it also explains that he was born small because he was basically a premature baby. But uh, he had like a growth spurt. And along with those physical changes, his fire changed from red to blue uh which is pretty intense you know what i just realized now now that i'm thinking about it like now that you mentioned that i didn't actually think about it but essentially what this means is that he had to he has to put himself into a really unstable mental place in order to summon these flames to this level you know yeah and that again also reinforces the fact that dobby was always fucked up and he was never a calm, cool, and collected character. Like no, this I don't guy, agree, man. this I, guy I, always I had to be fucking fucked up in the head in order to use his fire. Uh, my bad. I don't mean to talk over you, bro. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't. I, I'll tell you this, man. I don't. It's not like his his fire can only go blue when he's in that when he's going crazy or something like that. He has never used red fire at this point. You know what I'm saying? Since he was. I, I think they were just saying that he changed. You know what I'm saying? His fire changed from red to blue as he grew up. You know what I'm saying? As he grew up and got stronger. I think that's all. No, I think he's saying. And what Brian's again, saying, but sorry, I didn't mean to talk. Huh? Over. I think what Brian's saying is that, like, because his his uh, fire is not linked is linked to his emotional state. But I mean, yeah. that like it proves that he was never calm and collected. But I don't think that that I think that's vague wording where they're like he doesn't have to be like upset. You know, in order to use his ability, he doesn't have to be like in a negative space because he's used his fire with a straight ass smile on his face and with pure excitement. So it's not that he has to be sad or angry in order to use them is that he I guess he has to be in a heightened state of emotion, no matter what that emotion is. Uh, and that's what makes his flame stronger. Um, but it does like it does come up to the fact of the how he can like why it's so uncontrollable when he does use it is that it just like comes in a huge burst and you know he has to moderate his own mood in a way i guess but yeah the stronger he has to use his flame the the more deranged he becomes you know like like he every time he has to he ha- he uses a a show of force or 
like an extreme amount of power. He's never calm. He's always in his in in the most like spastic mode. You know, like that's when he's truly like at his peak. That's why when he first encountered Endeavor, like the first time they quote unquote fought, he was going fucking nuts. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But in any case, onward with the chapter. Uh, his dad finds out that he's been like training again and uh he starts yelling at him he's just like why who told you to fucking do and um yeah toya just continues to fall devolve deeper and he's like you know maybe i mean you know i can use this my my fire is getting stronger and maybe i'll be as awesome as shoto and maybe i'll be even better than all might i'm glad you create you'll be glad you created me i just know it and at and the very next scene he's like shrouded in darkness yelling at his wife uh, while Shoto's in the room, and Shoto's like a little boy at this point, he's just like crying. He's like, "Stop yelling at my mom!" Just not understanding. Very sad. Fuyumi and Natsuo are in the other room, just like together, just covering their ears, and you know, it's a weird time to be them at this point because they're not even part of the conversation at all. Uh, I just said, "Damn it, that's all I asked you to do." <laughs> I'm like, oof. You couldn't do that one fucking thing. Yeah. He's, he's an asshole. Wait, but, what a dick. Um, and at that point, we get this, like, you know, we cut back to the present where uh, Ray and, and Endeavor are simultaneously recalling, like, you know, Toya in the woods as, like, the big incident that sh- that killed him, like, to them happened as the flames within him grew like bigger and bigger until he couldn't just control them anymore and it turns out that he all endeavor ever taught him was how to turn off turn up the heat uh instead of like also teaching him how to like take it down a notch so that causes him to just like burn up along with the rest of this forest and the rest is history uh at that point, Endeavor apparently felt that he there was no turning back now, and then, and that if, I guess he's connecting the fact that like if Shoto turns out to not be worthy of surpassing All Might, then all of it would have been for nothing. So he just poured all of his energy into Shoto, uh, and you know the rest is history. You know this is when Ray starts to really lose her mind as well and starts seeing Endeavor in Natsuo and in uh, Todoroki. Or Shoto, as far as we know. And, yeah, everybody was just too... And everybody else was just too scared to get involved. And Natsuo is like, maybe if I just, like, punched you in the face a few times and made you have a few serious talks with him, then Dobby would have never fucking came about. And we all would have been just enjoying Soba with Shoto all these years. So all this to say is that the family also acknowledges that they also could have done more. And the entirety of the burden is not on Endeavor. Um, But there is one shining light. One of their children who suffered more than any of them has been uh, doing pretty well and, you know, has, despite everything that has happened and every right that they have, has started calling her mom again. And he's been making friends at UA and now he's been the one saving us. Shoto is our family hero. And with that, we see little that little visage of the past with uh, Todoroki and um, and Midoriya, yeah, from from the sports festival. And 
Shoto finally speaks. His throat is all fucked up from being burnt. And he's basically like, I, th- I talk with mom and I thought this couldn't be your battle to fight. That I was the only one who could do it, but I was wrong. Once you're done grieving, stand up because we all have to go and stop Toya. And uh, that's where the chapter ends with Best Genist and uh, Hawks outside, which I'm presuming they kind of arranged this whole thing to go down and convince the family to come together at this time. Uh, it also looks like he's recording them too. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I didn't even notice that. I just thought he was on his phone. Um, but yeah. Oh, no, that I think that's his phone that he has out to like talk, right? Mm. I don't yeah, think he's recording him. being a bitch-ass nigga so he can use it against him later. <laughs> Yeah, nobody will. Josh, why'd you why'd you give this chapter an RGC out of all the um, other ones so because far? Because I felt like it was the culmination of what everything they was trying to say and what they were showing. I think there's still more pieces to the story that we need to find out, like from Davi's side, like what happened after. And then I'll tell you this: what this chapter did was leave me super interested, you know, for what's next. Super, you know, and and and. My hero academia hadn't been doing that, you know, for me so much, but I, I you know, it has been, it has been doing that more so for me now. And, and this chapter was that. I mean, last week, I, I know I was cracking a lot. I, I don't know if that was last week or the week before. I forget sometimes, man. But um, I remember cracking a lot of jokes. But towards the end, I, you know, I made a, I made a point where I really see what they're doing here, and 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 I think it's really good writing, and I think it's super unique. Um, how they're breaking down, like they're not just saying, "Oh, like here's his father that was an angry jerk." They're breaking down the whole family dynamic, mm-hmm. why they were dysfunctional. Everyone's kind of owned it up for it. This is like super healthy and not cheesy at all, mm-hmm. in the slightest. And it's slowing down the pace. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Thank <laughs> goodness. <laughs> yeah, this is the stuff I want to see. You know. We have years and years of plot to come. Yeah. Um, and right. the best best part about it is that it's not done yet. You know, like this this uh, arc does is not over here because it all ends when oh, they yeah, finally confront Dobby. So, you know, it's it's how they stick the landing at the end of the day, I think. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's good so far. Yeah, I'm excited for, the, for what's to come. I mean, Horikoshi has always been a very interesting writer when it comes to character, you know, when he like takes his time and slows down and really like takes a microscope to things. He's very good at it. Uh, so I'm very excited for what's to come and, you know, maybe we'll get a little bit more shine on some other characters now as well. Uh, maybe we'll get one more chapter on this to like really close out endeavor and his like maybe a press conference. And I don't know what's going to happen next. That's the best part about all of this is that I'm not sure where this goes in a good way, you know? I don't know if I think, Midoriya yeah. wakes up immediately. I don't know if we're going to no, focus on no another way. character. I don't know if we're going to do... Midoriya is already a guy, okay? So he don't need to wake up. Everyone else needs their time to be in the spotlight and get better. So when Midoriya wakes up, he can go back to being number one. For real. And unlocking all his abilities. Yeah. But, day uh, after day. Minimal training. Yeah. But uh, that's all I was going to say about my hero. Uh, any closing thoughts before we move on? Um, I, my patty shit already. I just want to say that uh, like this uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again this Todoroki backstory stuff and everything involving the Todoroki family 
is really heavy shit, but it feels like something that would happen in real life, you know? And um, even though it's obviously without the powers part of it or whatever, but man, does this guy like he he has to walk on eggshells to make sure that he writes this stuff perfectly because My Hero Academia gets like bad reactions from less, you know? Oh, yeah. And this guy is the way this guy writes these is just so fucking good and Man, I just fucking I love how he sets this up, and I'm really excited to see where he goes from here regarding Endeavor and and Shoto. Yeah, I feel like he's unaffected by that shit. Like, I think like when you're an artist and you're doing something out there and you're putting your your work out in your soul, you can't you gotta do it the best way you can. I mean, of course, be considerate, but it's also like, man, haters gonna hate no matter what. <laughs> like, you could there's no such thing as a perfectly received story, so. I don't think it affects him all that much, as well it shouldn't. Uh, good, good for him, Josh. You're sideways. I'm in. <laughs> you guys are sideways. I'm not. You're sideways. <laughs> God, this is um, fucking chapter, dude. Right. I had a thought. I was gonna say something based on what you just said, Chris, but I forgot. It's all right. It was probably gonna be sarcastic. Anyway. All right. Well. With that being said, it's time to move on. Let us randomize. Rocket to punch. Rocket to punch. Black Clover. This is Black Clover Chapter 283, a huge melee. And at the time of this recording, <laughs> <laughs> the in the lead for the uh, certified really good chapter of the week by the audience. Uh, I'm not going to give it to it yet because it's not official. If you re- if you listen to this podcast in time, uh, it'll be up for another 24, 20 hours at this point that we're recording right now. So maybe by the time it goes up, like maybe an hour or two from now, it'll be like 18 hours. You have time to boost up the other scores. But for now, Black Clover has... Nah, 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 nah. No, no. Everybody vote for Black Clover. You know you want to. You can't resist the urge. It's a pretty just, dominant, just let it happen. It's a pretty dominant score, too. It, it's got 51% <laughs> of the vote right now. Uh, <laughs> Listen, there are very few things that are certain in life. But Black Clover winning the audience RGC is not one of them. This I mean, is, is one of them. This is true. Uh, but anyway, this is Black Clover, Chapter 283, A Huge Melee. Uh, last we left off, Asta totally came up and showed up this fucking demon. Easy mode. Uh, clean clean sword work. And uh, yeah, now he's about to head out to the Spade Kingdom. But, uh, even with, but he realized even with Devil Union, that's going to take forever. And uh, the little demon, uh, Guido Mello... Uh, says that he can't do ultra long distance teleportation without knock. So, you know, in any case, it's going to take forever to get there. And they're like, so what should we, oh. his union form just dissipates and he falls almost to his death. But at the, but then a portal opens up and uh, teleports him to safety. And these mysterious figures show up. Ooh, I wonder who they are. I know who the one with the heels is. No, you couldn't have possibly picked that up. There's no way you I know, know. who the guy we're using the spatial magic is. No, there's no way you know who that is. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> Shut man. your mouth. You don't know. I'm a, I'm a, 
I'm a black clover expert. <laughs> what do you guys it's think? How based on this, your feet. Yeah. But in any case, they're all just like, huh, trying to head over all by yourself is pretty cold, don't you think? And then Asta gives a big smile and he says, got it, which feels like the wrong thing to say to the, what, he, what was just said to him. Like, I feel like it doesn't work sentence wise. But yeah. what, what ifs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what ifs? Probably a translation error. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, back at the Spade Kingdom, all hell is breaking loose. Uh, civilians of the Spade Kingdom are being attacked. And uh, the fucking Mage Defense Force steps up to defend everybody. Uh, I guess as best they can. Uh, but, you know, this fucking... This, they're mainly saved by more supporting cast members. Uh, the, the, the Poison Magic Lady... Uh, puts them into these lizard poison things and uh, they hide them using snow creation and then use Makusa's, uh, oh no, Valtos's spatial magic to evacuate civilians as they come. Um, so yeah, everything's everything's being handled to the most part. Uh, a demon's about to attack the defense force, but that's when a big ass fireball comes through. And guess who it is? It's fucking uh, Fuego Leon. <laughs> coming in with salamander his big fire dragon uh and he uh burns them all up very cool um but you know there's more demons it's nearly ever never ending uh it's it's looking pretty bad on their side but uh then all of a sudden a big beam of magic comes through and who could it be but like a ton of the supporting cast that weren't there. So I guess like the folks that were hiding out with the Heart Kingdom pirates. Uh, yeah, I almost called yeah, them pirates. Heart Kingdom <laughs> pirates. <laughs> I almost called them the Heart. Wow. Because I got it mixed up in my head with the Heart pirates. But the Heart Kingdom folks, you know, um, Noel and Luck and uh, the little brother of Fuego Leon, Charmy. Charmy. Uh, yeah. The the God God. Not his name is not. Ganja. His name is uh, something with a G. Uh, whatever. Heart Kingdom folks are here, uh, and they're about to fuck shit up. So, yay. Um, I like this. I, I didn't mean to say it like that. This is pretty cool. I like this two-page spread where they're all in their cool poses. Um, I'm, I'm into it. the guy in the front. <laughs> yeah, what is that pose That's from Luck? <laughs> uh, my lanky oh. arms <laughs> looks See, like this this. Is, this is why we used to be looking so weird because they <laughs> read in manga and look at anime and they think it looks so cool then they do it in real life <laughs> yeah they just stand like huh. and it's just like bro no Brian no 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 yeah no he's not doing that he's got a, he's got a, like three technique stance I think where he's like mm. Mm-hmm. Like 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 a, like a rank attack. Yeah, like, something like that. Um, low arms. That was a good effort, though, Brian. I like that. I mean, I, I appreciate it for sure. We all appreciate a visual aid, but um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was a fun chapter. I mean, it wasn't as cool Top as the last summer. one. It's uh, it's not as cool as the last one, honestly. But I think it's cool. I like the art. It was fun. He definitely thought this was going to be the best one this week. He was on Who fire me? and was like, man, I'm going to hit y'all niggas with all of these side oh, characters. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? 
was okay. <laughs> yeah, for real. It was like, all right. It was like, oh, I <laughs> bet you missed uh, the brother of Fuego Leon. <laughs> I bet you missed him. <laughs> I don't, oh, his name is Leopold, I think. Leo, Leo something. Ooh, I bet you're fucking stoked at Leo. Like, what are they going to do? Kill more of the fodder enemies? Whatever. I guess I'm not mad. Oh, and the big Heart Kingdom folks are here. Like, the Zero Stage Mages. Come on. You know, you got to keep the the, the occult fan bases of those super obscure characters. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, how you're a fan of Papa. This is true. I mean, if Papa pulled up to Wano right now, if Papa Goo showed up, Ooh, I'm like, yeah, that's Ooh. just all they need is a star face. Even if it was just commentary, he was just there to talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah. You to wear like, his yeah, beanie. This adds weight. This adds weight and stakes and lore. Yeah. And undertones. <laughs> yeah. For what's to come, all of that. It's a big deal. It came back to Fishman Island. Don't forget. Is this how it feels like when people who don't like One Piece as much see like a character <laughs> come back? <laughs> Oh, also not uh, leaked is back. Yeah, you're just like, oh, all right. <laughs> no, my th- all right. My thing is, I feel the way they're being brought in is like, what are y'all gonna do? Deal with all these fighter demons? <laughs> Everyone's not gonna get a one-on-one fight. There's only so much that can happen. I yeah. feel like that's one of the issues of Black Clover. They do give characters spotlights and shit more so than Naruto did in its later years, you know. But um, yeah. It's just too much. Yeah, how many characters are even in this two-page spread? Which is very impressive that he's well, able to fit so three many people. Which three at people? Who the, the three people? Okay. The, oh, they're I like uh, Heart like Kingdom. Yeah, I know, but who? Stage zero mages, I think. No. Oh, whatever. Like that's supposed to mean. I can't believe they're just like shoving leaked back there. Just like fucking, he's just behind luck. That's a big deal. He was a villain for the for most of the series. Yeah, I thought he would be. I think he'd be at least more prominent than this one lady that's next to Charmy. Like this lady that's next to Charmy. I don't know who she is, but why is she way up there in front of Neek, uh Leaked. Super annoying. I don't even see Leaked. <laughs> oh, he's just back there. He's supposed to be. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. If anything, that's Black Clover. Very interesting design choice. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is the old days where we we really used to like pick Black Clover apart. <laughs> but we did like this chapter. <laughs> We're back to the yeah. old days where we had to plead with the audience, like, no, don't the worry. Definitely did. We we <laughs> don't worry. We like this, but yo, this is crazy. They put leaked in the back. We promise. We like Black Clover. We we swear. No, you don't. I, I like I'm it. I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. That is your rival room. Yeah, this is true, Brian. You get very upset every time it wins. <laughs> the audience. No, I, it, I'm i just memeing. Mm. Black Clover is on the same level as My Hero Academia in quality. For sure. Easily and similar head, in writing. Head. Like right here. Head and head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Brian. Accept oh. that reality right now. Yeah, you know, uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna have to quit the show, guys. Sorry, <laughs> this is my last episode. Okay. Oh, my hair academia's in the next week. That's crazy. That's <laughs> wild. But yeah, uh, Black Clover. It's time sorry, to move go. on. Sorry, we're go- we're dragging. It's time to move on. It is time to randomize. <laughs>
Dragon Ball Super. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I completely forgot about Dragon Brian, Ball Super. I can't believe how many <laughs> times you... I did read it. I did read it. I was like, wait, what the fuck? What else do we have to... What do we have to... What else do we have to read? Yeah, I can't like, believe oh, you sh- forgot your second favorite series. You pleaded with us. I don't know, dude. I'm those fire it. puns. Those fire puns really, really... That shit cut like, the other day. <laughs> yeah, that shit. I'm, I have PTSD over that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get flashbacks from time to time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this so is oatmeal, right? What's yeah. his name? This is Dragon Ball Super Chapter sixty nine, the evolution of Planet Serial. Oh, wait, 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 Chris, Chris, Chris. I bet you. I, I guess you could say those heater puns really got burned into my mind. Yeah. This is uh, the, the evolution of Planet Serial. This guy. You know, He's a glutton for punishment. Huh? I'll tell you what, uh, Toriyama was never this overt. I think he's like literally 60 and is like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I at least tried to hide that, like, Vegeta was said, I'm about. I'm a man, I'll do whatever the fuck I please. Yeah, literally. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like, I think the, the Universe 6, is it Universe 6 fucking Saiyans had more, like, corny ass names. I don't know about that. Where that where Dark man. Goku was from? No. No, that's... It's, no, it's a way no, worse that's a story. Future. That's it's a, a future. It's a way dumber story than that, Josh. It would be better if he was an alternate reality Goku, but he's not. He's not. He's not? <laughs> no. What is he then? It's a long story. I'm not going to go through with it. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through. Okay. I, I don't even know if I can explain it properly. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. So we, we arrive on the planet Serial, and... Um, <laughs> And Granola gets off of the plane. He meets up with this weird amphibian-looking guy. Uh, and these are the Shigarians. They're not Cerulians. They're Shigarians. Like sugar? Yeah, like sugar. Yeah. I'm you. I'm, they. I'm pretty sure these are the guys who, um, like, if a Cerulean and a Shigarian got together, they would make a Frosted Flakian. Yeah, for real. <laughs> the yeah. Frosted Flakian. <laughs> Oh yeah, this nigga's name is Granola. I forgot. Yeah, his name is Granola. I mean, we don't know the name of these Shigarians, but I'm sure one of them is named Glucocorus or something <laughs> like that, or Sucocorus. Sucrose, right? <laughs> something like that. Asuka. <laughs> yeah, Asuka. There's. <laughs> they're just named yeah. sugar <laughs> in different languages and different different scientific breakdowns of it. One of them's named corn syrup. Is <laughs> Uh, one he he picks oh, up. Plank- yeah, I mean you gotta hide it the best you can. You can't just be granola. You have to be granola with an H at the end. La, la, la. Gotta give it a little exhale of breath at the end of granola. <laughs> Gran- Gran- granola. Not, not a silent H. Granola. Anyway, so he. He goes to the shop and he picks up some stuff and um, he's going to visit what I thought was going to be uh, Oatmeal, the guy he's been talking to this entire time. But it's not. It's actually this Namekian that lives on the edge of town. But we'll get to that later because we learn that um, through while he's talking to, I guess, Oatmeal and he's like, hey, Granola, why don't you live amongst the Shigarians? And he's like, no, nah, I don't like that shit. They vent- they gentrified it's a planet cereal. I don't appreciate it. 
because apparently the city was set up by the heaters who after uh, the planet cereal was destroyed by Frieza, they basically rebuilt it. Um, so yeah, they have uh, he has a deal with the Shigarians and he lives there now. I guess you could say the Shigarians are a hot commodity. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, for the heaters. <laughs> okay, Brian. Pirates called the Yo, you know what, Brian? This was your idea to cover this series. <laughs> I don't know why you're giving it. It was. My life would have been moving on just perfectly fine without <laughs> Dragon Ball. Man, Super. I'm sorry. I just can't let it go. And I can't let it go. Behind it anyway with the power arc. So yeah. every time, every well, time the kind of interesting. Right? Every time the water in my shower is a l- just a little too hot. <laughs> I just get reminded of the pain. Uh, and the puns. Yeah. In any case. In memory. So apparently, uh, Granola lives on a mountaintop where he can see his destroyed town from. Uh, and he chose really to. He, he chooses to live there as a reminder to what the Saiyans did to his house. <laughs> to his yeah, homeland. this is a ten. This is a ten on the on the edge bar. This is the this is a ten on the edge meter right here. Oh yeah, <laughs> living yeah. living in a place where you can easily see the source of your PTSD. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, where you have a perfect view of your post traumatic stress disorder. That's awesome. And uh, you can just hear the roars of the people who killed your family. Yeah, that's that's, that's edgy right there. Um, we cut back to the uh, back to Beerus's planet as uh, he points away from Vegeta and is like, "How many planets have you destroyed?" Uh, and Vegeta's like, "I don't know, man. We did a lot of damage out here." <laughs> like, bro, we was wilding. I ain't gonna lie. To <laughs> you want me to pull up the rap sheet, bro? <laughs> Severoski, I ain't gonna hold you. Yo, let me check the <laughs> score real fast. I ain't on your level, but we was we was doing the most out there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, like he, he tried to say, like, yo, I mean, we were doing shit, but then Frieza came along and really, like, ramped up the destruction. Uh, and Beerus is like, huh, trying to blame all of this on Frieza, and Vegeta's like, no, not in the least. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> Vegeta's like, absolutely not. Vegeta says, uh, you know, I mean, Frieza was definitely a part of it, but you know, my dad was like, oh hell yeah. We'll work for you. Destroy planets and shit. So, yeah. After that point, he's like, after Freezer's clan taking control didn't help, but the seeds of destruction were sown before that. And uh, Beerus is like, so it was the destiny, the Saiyans' destiny to be wiped out then. And Vegeta's like, yeah, man, they were wild. <laughs> um, and he's basically like, that's ridiculous. Uh, Vegeta's like, wait, what is it? What is? Why are we even talking about this? What is? Uh, you're supposed to show me a technique by used by gods of destruction. What does this have to do with the history of Saiyans? And he says, plenty. As he just destroys, plenty. he destroys a planet, but it's not like a planet with people on it. He just destroys a planet just easily. Yeah, they're artificial planets. I think that's what they call them in this chapter. Oh, it's a decorative planet. God, imagine having that. Imagine creating planets just so you can just have as a decoration uh so yeah he's basically like i the reason i'm able to do this is because i think about fucking destruction all day every day (laughs) and you're too hung up on your past basically he's saying like hey man 
like the fucking Saiyans thing is not all on you, you know, and that's the reason you'll never push forward is that you're always feeling regret and you're shackled by the shitty history of your people. So, you know, as long as you're trapped by the past, you'll never manage to grow past this point. Uh, and then he displays his ultimate technique, just called destruction, blasts Vegeta right in the gut, eliminating like his fucking armor that he always wears. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, my mind's on destruction and nothing else. That's why there's no limit to my power. Uh, but listen, if you really want to have this power, you're going to have to destroy any stray thoughts and recreate yourself from stra- scratch before creation comes destruction. And Vegeta's like, oh, Dude, just make the Dragon Ball Super about Vegeta. Every single time they focus on Vegeta, the series is just exponentially better. Yeah, even I'm interested right now, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately interested. Damn, I wanted to just to continue to be the butt of all my jokes, but... I don't know. I mean, it's still so candy. This attention and some actual development and learning and stuff. I mean, hey. it, it can be. I mean... It, there's undoubtedly Vegeta gonna get his ass whooped in this arc still, so for sure. I mean, he just did now, but yeah, it's more. In, it's indubitably gonna happen. He's gonna get. He's gonna get an indubitable ass whooping. It's not good. Uh, we cut back to the heaters hideout, and uh, it turns out like one. I guess they're getting footage from Granola's ship to that time where he visited uh, Zuno, and he's like, "Whoa." Shot down the coordinates, oil. And oil jots down the coordinates of where he's been. Because uh, apparently... I forgot about... Like, why does Granola go... Was Granola there? I don't even really remember. <laughs> How are they getting this footage? I don't know. No, it's coming from... Uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, shit. The fucking... X... 23 or some shit og 73 there you go oh, they, oh yeah it's it's going they're going through og 73's memories or okay. whatever my bad i thought it was like his ship or whatever okay so yeah they got the coordinates for zuno now which is not cool um and they apparently learn about the dragon balls at this point uh and they explain like oh cool you should get these dragon balls uh and Basically, one of them remembers, like, wait, Namekians. After explaining that these are the balls created by Namekians and they're able to grant any wish once they're together, uh, one of them is like, oh, I remember the, the Namekians. Why does that sound familiar? And they're like, well, the Namekians are a tribe that used to live on the planet Serial. And it's like, oh, yeah. That's interesting. We didn't know that. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I remember that. There's a lone survivor. Lone, lone survivor. An old fart named Monaito. So, you know, he it just so happens he lives with our pal Granola. Um, we cut back also, to- I'm proud of Toriyama because there wasn't a single fire pun in this whole engagement. So, hmm. um, good catch, a round man. of applause. A round of applause. Yeah, good for good for you. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. Back to the planet cereal. We meet uh, Monaito. Uh, the old Namekian that is living on uh, Serial. And apparently they have one of the Dragon Balls from the planet Serial already collected. Uh, And (laughs) 
Granola is just like, man, if only we could use the Dragon Balls to get revenge on Frieza. And uh, Monoya is like, no, you're not supposed to use these for revenge. Um, but yeah, we we learn a little bit more about the lore behind the Dragon Balls in general. Uh, there are uh, sets of Dragon Balls may size and vary in number depending on who created them. Uh, there there could be other planets that have Dragon Balls depending on whether there are separate separate tribes of Namekians who are on that planet, like Monaido was. So. You know, and the Namekians themselves aren't aware of re- of if like these other Namekians even survive. We obviously know one of them did. Uh, so he continues to explain, "Is like, yeah, I'm kind of like the guy who created the Dragon Balls. Monaido is, uh, and uh, after I die, the Dragon Balls will go with him." And Ciro's like, and Granola's like, "What? What? No!" What if I find the other Dragon Ball and wish for our planet to be just restored to the way it was 50 years ago? And <laughs> Monaito is like, well, what about the what about the Shigarians? You're yeah, just... they, you know, they oh. had a nice little society here. And they ain't had no home. They found a new home and no one was here. Was he going to kick them the fuck out? Yeah. And he's like, oh, point. fine. Um, he's like, I guess. Shigarians are kind of cool. What ifs? What ifs? Not into genocide and all that. Yeah. So, so in in the most plot convenient thing ever, <laughs> Granola's watching Shigarian TV. Uh, where these two Shigarians are just singing Shigarian. about sugar toast, and um, he's just grasping one of the Dragon Balls in his hands, and then the news pops up where this newscaster Shigarian is reporting that they found a Dragon Ball, and there are only two Dragon Balls required by this planet so yeah so uh, out of pure circumstance and and coincidence he found the exact location of where the fucking second dragon ball is goes mission impossible steals it and he summons the dragon of uh which looks different from the other dragons. It looks kind of cereal Shenron. Every dragon looks different. (laughs) Yeah the cereal Shenron is like Hello, I am the dragon for this you for this world. I Yo, will grant you. Namekian Shenron was boss. Oh, dude, he had arms. He lifted. Uh, but this this is uh, just another weird salamander dragon. Uh, so he's. You need not state your wish in his language. What? Oh yeah, that's also coincidental because uh the Namekian dragon can use uh it can only summon uh or can only grant wishes in the namekian language uh but this dragon can just do it in any language i'm guessing it's because it's not it's not namek so it's not you don't need like namekian language to speak it it's more so for like help like it's more for convenience for anybody who summons it okay. it's the same thing for the earth it's the same thing for the earthling one I know, now, I know, isn't I'm it joking it has yeah. to be in english or in in Earth, I'm, I'm guessing that the dragon conforms to the to, to languages that are spoken on separate planets. You know. So then, why do you have to? Okay. Whatever. So what do you mean? Only speak Namekian on Namek, and on Earth, Shenron can speak many languages because there's many different languages. Yeah, because it's Earth, and then on this one, I'm guessing it speaks like Cerulean. Cerulean. Yeah. Yeah. My theory is that this is just some bullshit asshole dragon. And yeah, I agree. It only took two Dragon Balls, so, you know, whatever. 
Anything's fair game when it's an I asshole, feel like right? this dragon might be <laughs> extremely weaker in comparison to like oh, man. other dragons. Well, you're right. He actually says, "If it is within my power, your single wish is my command." That's my favorite. The other one never gave that caveat, right? I don't think so. <laughs> he was but... like, "If I can do it, I got you." Which is really funny because <laughs> like. Granola yells at him like, "Turn me into the greatest uni- warrior in the universe." <laughs> the dragon, <laughs> and he's looking at him like, uh... "He'll probably give him like, like <laughs> he'll probably be like, you kind of have to like bring down the scale a bit, brother. Like, you know, you want to be the strongest guy in like your nearest subways." <laughs> oh, usually when people summon me, they ask for like thirty dollars, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be like, I got you. Like, Just as long as it's not thirty-one dollars. <laughs> I really like that idea. I hope the next chapter starts is like, "Are you crazy?" I can't. Do- <laughs> what what part? Of, what what made you think I could do something? <laughs> I would love and respect Toriyama forever if that was the case. Yeah, I feel like that's what I, he's going that for. Would be here. my favorite series. If that happened. I feel automatically. Real trigger to decide. If he if he opened the chapter with a big ass fuck out of here, like nah, <laughs> you are out of pocket, my guy. For real. he's like, I gotta go talk to Omega Shenron management before I <laughs> like uh, pull the trigger on this one. So uh, give me one second. Yeah, he's just his HR rep is like, oh yeah, I have to. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad you uh, requested your order. I'll have to run it up the chain before I, I can't authorize Wiss. <laughs> Of that magnitude, I have to talk to the Earth Dragon, and then he has to talk to the Namekian Dragon. So yeah, because last time I went off and did what I had to do, <laughs> Namekian Shamrock punched me in my jaw. So and man, and that, nigga, not, and that nigga lives. He lives. I was on probation for five thousand years after that one too. <laughs> yeah, you want to be stronger than Perunga? Mm. <laughs> Fuck out of here! You have to lift a lot more than that. I can't imagine that a two-star dragon would be able to do all the things that a seven-star dragon would be. No, yeah, I, I think it has. I think the amount of Dragon Balls, like Ozark's side, probably has something to do with like his influence. Yeah, it's got to be some type of. Well, I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm excited for the next. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm you excited know. for. I, I hope he doesn't just like get... next time I see Dragon Ball Super in a lineup. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I have to read this name. But I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Not to read this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think it's going to end up being? I'm about like, to enjoy myself. <laughs> I think, like, the heaters are going to show up at this exact moment. And then, like, because he's going to be like, I can't turn you into the strongest guy in the universe, but I can make you into the strongest guy on the planet. And when the hero, oh. the, 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 the heaters show up, he's going to be like, make me the strongest person on the planet. And he's going to be stronger than the fucking, like, heaters. Mm-hmm. No, the, there's deadly, man. There's that one small dude that beat his ass. Remember him? And, yeah. And Granola didn't stand a chance. Oh, Majin Buu, Akin Buu with dreads, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, I forgot his name like, already. Man, if he gets stronger than you, we're in trouble. And he was like, never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> never. You didn't know that this guy would cheat and use weirdo dragon magic. No. Um, I called it. I called it. That's exactly what's gonna happen. He's gonna be like, oh, sorry, brother, but... Uh, I can make you stronger than a Shigarian if you want. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and the Shigarians, I, I, I got to tell you, not that tough. So <laughs> I'll probably end up making you weaker, if anything. Oh, yeah, Gas. Gotta... His name is Gas. 
You should go to you should uh, go to Namek. Honestly, uh, I think. Would, <laughs> yeah, hit up Namek, bro. Like maybe think, that guy can hook you up. <laughs> Perunga would probably help you out a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, that was Dragon Ball Super. Uh, fun, fun chapter overall. Honestly, in in all genuineness, like there's some stuff that is interesting uh, pertaining to Vegeta and all that stuff. As usual, when is it ever not interesting when it comes to Vegeta? But yeah, that was Dragon Ball Super, and that has been our show thank you guys so much for uh for listening uh you could find me at the chris aspinall brian at b.esp uh josh at jd cole underscore 37 follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram uh subscribe to us on itunes spotify pandora amazon music wherever you listen to podcasts we are on there uh so do that subscribe to us on youtube uh, give us a like, give us a comment, tell us what you think about this week's comics. Uh, don't forget, you still have, at the time of this podcast, time to overtake Black Clover in the RGC, so follow us on Twitter to do that. Uh, I think that's an email at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. And I think that's it. Thank you guys so much. Next week, 100! Uh, oh my god, next week is fucking episode 100 so exciting oh man guys yeah oh yeah next week we also celebrate it we celebrate it with world trigger too because it's back next week oh man i ain't gonna lie we waiting to do that episode until that shit come out (laughs) i'm I'm not yelling right now hell yeah all right (laughs) don't call me about doing no podcast until i read that hell yeah all right well thank you guys so much for listening and stay safe new jump citizens